Welcome to Winterville Christian Church in Winterville, North Carolina. We are affiliated with the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. No matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, or what you believe, Winterville Christian Church welcomes you to God's table. There is room for everyone, and everyone is welcomed, loved, and affirmed at the communion table and in God's kingdom. The table has been set and a place saved just for you. So join us for today's message. This week our theme is laying the foundation. This is most certainly the role of John the Baptist, to lay a foundation to prepare the way for Jesus. But before John can do this, he must not only be born into this world, but his parents must make the space for God's plan to work. We learn earlier in our reading that naming the child John was surrounded with some questions and concerns. There was some controversy. Or at least, it seemed to be against what was expected. After all, his father is Zechariah, and the family has no relatives named John. So choosing the name of John shows us how Elizabeth and Zechariah are creating space. They're setting aside their own plans and giving in to God's plan. They're creating space for God's plan to take root, creating a space for God to work a miracle. Zechariah has been in the middle of this miraculous birth scenario. He had lost his voice as a result of questioning the angel Gabriel who came to bring him news of John's coming birth. So Zechariah knows the gravity of the situation, the importance of John's birth. He is also well aware of the concerns, the questions, and the gossip that might come. What then will this child become? Zechariah regains his voice at precisely the right moment, and he goes on to praise God and to speak a vision into the life of John. He knew of the talk, and he understood who his son would become. And through his prophecy, he creates this space for John to become who he was born to be. Zechariah's prophecy says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by their forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. It's funny, I think about when my children were growing up, I always said, you can be whatever you want to be. Um, this is way beyond that. Zechariah's vision is, is powerful. He has laid a foundation for John. He has given him something to live up to. He's created this space for John to grow and to thrive. And his voice returned along with an imagination and a vision that welcomes God's blessings. I believe that as humans, we have a tendency to resist the will of God. We have an inclination to lack the trust necessary to allow God to work fully in our lives. We rarely leave space for God to work. And I don't think this is intentional, intentional rather, I think it has to do with who we are. Our survival instincts and our ego kick in. You see, we're programmed to rely upon instinct, to survive. 
And giving up control and leaving space for God to work is somewhat counterintuitive. But that's exactly what Zechariah and Elizabeth have done. It's what John has done. As I was just reading over my sermon um, a few minutes ago, I thought this next part, I don't know if I really want to share this. Um, I get a little uncomfortable when I tell you uh, things about me, or, um, and I don't want to certainly read myself into the, into the reading. Uh, but as I was writing, I was thinking about my own journey to you and the examples of creating space and resisting. You know, I never in my life stopped and said, I'm going to be a minister when I grow up. You know, it was never, ever in my mind. And it wasn't until I was actually on the path that I realized that I want to be a minister. So I began this journey by being open to what is in front of me, by creating space for things to occur. And when I opened to what God wanted in my life, the pieces kind of fell into place. I found a church home that allowed myself to be open to returning to church. I found a seminary where I thought it might be good to learn some more about my faith and learn about God and how I might serve. But through it all, I found occasions to resist. I can remember just walking the dog and thinking, I can't do that. I'm not going to do this. This is crazy. Why me? Why should I do this? You know, this is hard, <laughs> you know, and, and then in the next moment, I'm signing up for another class or, you know, I'm volunteering to do something at church or whatever. And so, no matter how I resisted, I did my best to stay open to what the purpose might be, what my purpose would, might be, what God's purpose for me might be. And so I would always end up back on this path. And the, um, I remember the commission on ministry had asked me about um, my calling. I said, you know, not, it's not really a call. I didn't really feel a call. It was just like the path kind of opened up in front of me. And I just kept moving forward. And this is, this is where it ended up. And, and I think that is a result of just letting God do what God does. When we can let go of a little control and have a little trust, you know, God works in our life. John was fortunate that he had a father who had firsthand knowledge of God's plan for his life. Imagine, imagine if you had firsthand knowledge of God's plan for your kid's life. Wouldn't that be awesome? You could just direct them and... But Zechariah had this knowledge, and so his vision, his vision, his prophecy, laid that foundation for John. John grew up knowing what his purpose was. He knew what God had planned, and he was able to allow God the space to create that life for him. Now, we don't always recognize when someone is speaking a vision into our lives. It may happen when we are a child and someone says, you may make a great teacher. And later on, you find yourself a teacher. Or perhaps we find a book that speaks to us like no other book has. And that book sets us on a journey that will guide our life for years to come. Or maybe there's a teacher or a parent who encourages us and allows us space to discover who we are and where our passion lies. So there are people in our lives and things in our lives that lay that foundation. They speak the vision into our life. They give us something to build upon. But we have to be open to it. 
We have to be aware of it and we have to be willing to give up some control and let God work. And this is true of our faith, I think, as well. We each have had people in our lives who have given, given us something to build our faith upon. Perhaps it was an example of living a faithful life. There's a, a man in Charlotte who I, I certainly look up to. He, um, I don't know, he's maybe in his 40s. And he gave up his job to just hang around with homeless folks. And his, uh, his days are spent just talking to homeless folks, finding them services that they need, talking to them, praying with them. And he does that every single day. And that's his life. And I think, man, that is, that is a calling, you know, and that is, um, that gives me hope. It also makes me feel like there's so much more that I can do, you know. And so there are these, these, these things that we see that, and these people that we meet that help us build our own faith. But when or how this happens is not quite as important as being prepared to hear it. Being open to hearing that thing that we can build our faith upon. Being open to hearing or seeing that thing that will change the direction of our life. God's vision for us is not just something we hear as a child or a young adult. Rather, God's vision is spoken into our lives every day. Every day we encounter people who encourage us, inspire us, and show us something about ourselves. Every day there are signs and indicators of God's vision for us. What doesn't happen every day, or rather the barrier every day, is our own inability to hear God or see God's vision for us. We don't always create the space that God needs to work. We aren't always open to hearing or seeing God's signs. We are too dependent on our self-will and our intelligence, and rightfully so. I mean, these seem necessary to make our way in this world, but I also believe it's important to find time to set those aside and to spend time listening for God, to set our own attentions, intentions aside for a time so that we can see where God is leading us. It's all very counterintuitive, I think, at least for my sort of logical and reason, reasoned way of thinking. But in order for God to work in our lives, we must trust that God knows what God is doing and we just need to step aside and create that space to let God work. Zechariah had no choice but to shut up and let God work. He had no choice but to allow God the space he needed. But what Zechariah learned is that God had a vision for his life and for his son's life. And all he had to do was trust and allow God the space to work. He just needed a little humility. And that's what God requires of us. God asks that we trust, that we find enough humility to admit that we are not in charge. We are asked to permit God the space needed to work blessings and miracles in our lives. Like Zechariah, sometimes we need to be silent and just listen, listen to God, to close our mouth and open our ears and eyes to see and hear the vision that God has for our life. So spend some time this week just being open to God's blessings. Spend some time allowing for things to unfold rather than trying to control them. Create space for God to work. And may it be so. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you will join us again next week 
at Winterville Christian Church. Our theme song was written and recorded by Disaster Peace and used with permission.